What it is, nephew? Just the word with it. Trying to create that vibe, you know. It's still Women's Month, man. Definitely. Definitely is Women's History Month. I keep forgetting about that. I seen a whole lot of Women's Day today. Yeah, Women's History Day. I guess they just celebrating every day, but they deserve it, though, man. They deserve it. They deserve it. Shout out to the ladies. Shout out to the ladies. This is for y'all right here. Free B. Grana. Free B. Free B. Grana. Free B. B. Grana, for sure. This drink right here is for y'all, man. This is for the for the ladies. You know what I mean? On the hush. What up, podcasters? Let me introduce myself. I'm one half of the Gold Members podcast. I go by the name of Herb Reed. Of course, I'm, of course, I'm with my bro. It's your boy, man. You already know, man. Your boy Tyson Jody, if you know me, man. Get with me, man. You already know, bro. What it is? Shit, man. I had a, you know, a wonderful weekend, man. You know, I want to make sure everybody check us out on Facebook. You know what I mean? Make sure you check us out on Instagram, too, at Gold Members Podcast. Man, we dropping a whole lot more content every week. We got something for y'all, so make sure y'all... Keep tapping in on there for sure, man. And uh, check us out on all the top digital streaming platforms, too, man. New episodes every single Thursday of every single week. Um, catch up if you ain't caught up. This is uh, season two, episode 27. Damn, you know what I mean? Shout out to that. That sound old. Shout out to you. We getting old, we getting, we getting up there in, in podcast age, podcast. Podcast age is like dog years. Nah, like, I got a lot of podcasts come and go. Yeah, for real. You know what I mean? So nah, to be there, lying. so to be there for, for for 27 episodes, man. They say you cracked the threshold after episode eight. After Shit. episode eight. Yeah, that's what they said. Mm. They said after episode eight, you keep it going after that. You show that consistency, man. There's no telling where you can go with it. Hey, man, because we we always talk about it, man. This this is. A lot of work, man, and we've been consistent for 27 weeks. 27 weeks. And you know I'm what I mean? About that, man. What is it to make something consistent? What is it to, to make something a habit? Mm, I think it's a 21 days. 21 days. Shit, we 27 weeks in. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I love that, though. Yeah, we 27 weeks consistent. Consistent. You know what I mean? Shout out to us for that. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all of our supporters, man. Shout out to all of our listeners. As y'all can see, we are growing. We are working. You know what I mean? We investing a lot into this whole thing to try to keep y'all entertained because we know y'all need it while y'all at work. You know what I mean? Shout out to everybody who let us know, who give us feedback and everything. But I know that this podcast helps y'all get through y'all work day. So, Word it. You know what I mean? And make sure y'all follow us too. I mean, listen to us, man, on Spotify, you know, Apple Music, all your DSPs, anywhere you can listen to us at. Make sure y'all tap in on there, man. And um, leave reviews, man. I like the reviews. But every time I see a review, I be mad excited because I love to. I, I'm gonna get feedback on there. You'll hear something from me on there for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I like I like the reviews, and I'm the I'm the type to go at it with you in the comments. So don't think you just gonna be on the gram and you just gonna say what you want and just you know, cause I'm a, I'm gonna come back at you. You know, I got time. You know what I mean? I'm I'm nice with my words, so. Try me. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a throw a shot back at you. I'm so a, I'm on the cool. I be trying to save my energy. It be too hot for me sometimes. I be like, damn, nigga. Bro going on, going crazy on here. Yeah. 
Yo, because sometimes, and you know what it is, especially like whenever we talk about like female topics or, or you know, uh, whenever we're giving our opinion on something that's like woman related, mm-hmm. the ladies just feel like they just gotta just jump in and just be like, oh, and just try to prove prove you wrong and it's like yo sometimes it ain't even about being right or wrong sometimes it's just about an opinion it's just an opinion just a perspective it's just you know it's not the truth in totality of course Mm -hmm. we know that but you know but we love it though we love it keep it coming definitely love it man how was your weekend my weekend was great, man. Um, I just been working, man. The weather's starting to turn around, it so is. I'm gearing up for the summertime, man. So, you know, how was yours though? It was good, man. Weather is kind of fucking weird because one day it'd be snowing, then it'd be sixty, then it'd snow again, and I'm like, damn, yeah. like what the hell is going on? But my weekend was great, man. Shout out to all my cousins. They all I had about three cousins that had a birthday this weekend. My cousin Angel, my cousin Shay, my cousin Nakomi, and my uncle Jody, man. Shout out to them. They had birthdays this weekend, so I was just celebrating. Shout out them. to them. Shout out to them. For sure. I celebrated for them. I went bowling again, kind of. Okay. I don't know. The baby got the bowling going. You know, he's just, oh. you know what I mean? So I just <laughs> he set like, off that man, whole bowling thing. Every time I go in there, I feel like it's supposed to rump. It's supposed, it's supposed, it's supposed to, to go down. It's supposed to go down. Man, we, we, we whack me, say, get down. Get down. Get down with me. Get down right now. <laughs> yeah, get down. You know what I mean? So every time I hear that, man, like every time I go to a bowling alley, that's how I feel about, I feel like the baby's supposed to be in there, man, getting it on with old boy's sister. Nah, nah, nah. That's what it is, man. Um, happy birthday to them, to all your peoples, too. I want to send a shout-out, too, man. This is so devastating, man. Um, I got to send a shout-out to my to my homie, Snizzy, a.k.a. Snotch G, man. Uh, Rodney Thickpen, man. He was a good friend of mine. He passed away um, this past week uh, from cancer, from, from colon cancer. He was young. He probably was... 35, 36 years old, um, childhood friend that I grew up with, you know what I mean, from the from the point, from my neighborhood and everything. Mm. So he's a legend, man. He's a legend. He actually, and he was, yo, he was somebody who used to always hold me down as a young. He actually gave me my first nickname, man, the HBK, man, the Heartbreak Kid, man. Hey. The original Hey, you should have kept Heartbreak that around. Kid. Yeah, I might, I might have to bring, it, bring back it back just, just for my dog. Just I'm Jody. If you know me, man, can yeah. I get the HBK back? God yeah, damn. yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have to bring that back for my, for my dog, man. But one time for my homie Snatchy G, it's just crazy, bro. You know, to be 35, you know, in, in or just in your mid 30s, and to die from colon cancer is. It's a scary thing, man. Nah, man, nah. And I do wish all us guys, because a lot of guys don't like to go to the hospital. So I do wish a lot of guys out here right now. I don't know his situation and stuff like that. But I want a lot of guys, you know, get that six-month checkup, dog. Go get your teeth checked. Go get your teeth clean, nigga. Go get your yeah. piss checked out, your blood checked out. Man, it don't hurt, man. It's yeah, free. Yo, it you don't. got health care, nigga. Like, just do it one time. Yeah, it don't. Yo, listen, man. I just went through a traumatic experience. When my, when my, uh, when my primary care doctor... When he retired, I was like, that was stressful for me. Like, I had the same primary care physician since I was a baby, yo. pretty much. And he retired. I'm like, oh, what the? What am I going to do? Like, Yo, can I tell you how my, re- like, my doctor didn't retire, but she moved up. Mm. You know what I mean? So she wasn't no more. She's like a real, real big name yeah, time yeah, doctor. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Man, I'll be, I, I still text Stacy all the time, man. They told me that it's not, I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> you be texting her. I text Stacy all the time, man. Let her know, man. Yo, I'm feeling this way. What should I yeah. do? Yeah. Because I don't even trust the person that they signed me to now. So I hear Yeah, see, I got, a, I got a new one. He is a black man. I had a white man before, Dr. Gustafson. That was my primary care doctor before. But now I got a new, he's a black dude. You know, I met him like, probably like a year or two ago. Um, but I've been seeing them more often now and stuff, so we're starting to get familiar with each other. But it's like starting all over again. Yo, it's really yo, bro. I'm trying to tell you, I went to go and visit mine. Right? I don't even want to tell you ethnicity because I just felt like <laughs> they just didn't give a fuck about me, and I felt it in there. Like, damn, like, did you write my birthday down right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I just felt I just felt disrespected, man. So I I still call Stacy and see if Stacy could. You know, yeah. I got the I got the app on my phone. I just I just went and uh, got a got a physical and I got my results from my blood tests and I like that all my other tests now. right on my phone. Yeah, I was that was kind of dope. I was like, yeah, because my doctor used to have to call and leave everything on the answer machine. Like, nah, you clear, you good, all yeah. or like I'm send all, it in the mail. Hey, I'm hey, used to like getting everything in the mail. Let's be clear, I always gotta you clear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's, exactly. a, that's important. It, that's 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 very important. Oh, yeah, now nah, man, but keep those on deck, man. You, you know, it's just again, it's 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 a scary thing, it is. And, and and you know, when I don't know, man, it's just it's 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 tough. I I think one of the things that you know, because I I would speak to him every now and then. And, you know, he's someone that was involved in the streets and stuff like that. But lately, he's been trying to do things to kind of turn his life around, just make a legit way of living and stuff. He was talking about going into stand-up comedy, and he was doing this rap thing and all of that. He was thinking about acting and starting a nonprofit, you know, for, for young gang members. And, you know what I mean? Like, dudes, you know, who are, like, turning their lives around, they're so full of ideas and stuff like that. And, you know, and he's like the second person that I know that was in the streets who was turning their life around, who kind of lost their life untimely like that, like in the middle of their whole transition. So, you know, I, I think that's the worst part about it. Yeah, especially when you're trying to make a, a, a more of a positive impact and, you know, show yeah. that you did change, show people right. that you could change. And, right? and, he, and he got children and, mm. you know, he's making a way for their children now because, you know, throughout the throughout the early stages of their child's life, they're usually in jail. You know what I mean? Yeah, like so he was trying he to was, recoup. Yeah, like trying to make up for all that lost time and, and trying to really, like, like change, like, you know, their character in their kids' eyes. You know what I mean? Because I think they realize that, like, you know, because kids yeah. know, like, like, like when their parents go away to jail and stuff like that. But, you know, when they come home, like, they make it a point to stay home. And, and, and I don't think people understand, bro, how hard it is to do that. Like, yeah. to, to make that transition and try to switch over into something from doing something for so long. Right. And, and, and thinking that that was the right way. Yeah. It's hard to switch it over. That, that to, be, to be honest, that leads to a struggle. Yeah, it does. And, and that was something I kind of wanted to talk about because yeah. everybody nowadays, bro, Mm-hmm. They swear that they in the struggle or they come from the struggle. <laughs> but they don't really come from the no, struggle. No, niggas swear because they ate ramen noodles and had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for dinner that they went that they was that they were from the struggle. You right. have it, my nigga. Right. Bro, I'm I, this is my thing. I come from the hood. I come from the projects, right? Right. You've been to my house. Mm-hmm. You stayed at my house. You come to my house when I'm not there. Right. You know what I mean? Right. My house was nice. Right. I lived in the projects. In the projects. 
washing machine and dryer. Upstairs, downstairs. Upstairs, downstairs. Full bathroom upstairs, downstairs. Full bathroom, two full bathrooms. Getting a shower downstairs for the guests. Yeah. I always, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would did sit here and tell somebody that my mother let me struggle. Mm. Mm. Why would I do that? I ate good. My friends ate good. I I looked good clothing wise. Mm-hmm. Got you know a good I mean? education. I got. I went to fucking. I, my mother paid for me to go to high school. You probably never never paid, went to public school for real. Never went to public school. Paid for me to go to high school and paid for my books. Yeah. I, yo, I was paying for high school books and from I'm from the projects, bro. Yeah. I'm tired of niggas saying they from the struggle because they come from a from a bad environment. Right. That's two different things. Or you lived in the vicinity of a bad environment. Yeah, or you from the hood. Like, it's okay to be from the hood and still be a good nigga. Right. And to be yourself. Think, yeah, and niggas think that that's wrong. Yeah. And I hate that. You know what I mean? So, I'm, I'm like, my thing is, it's like, nigga, like, I, what is the struggle like nowadays, bro? What, what would you consider the struggle? Somebody, I, I, I'll give my answer first. Right. Somebody who can't eat at night. Mm. They don't got nothing in the refrigerator. I've been in their house. Right. That's why they was able to come to mine. Mm-hmm. Somebody who ain't have nothing to wear the next day. Mm-hmm. Or they had to share with somebody else so they couldn't get fly that day. I have friends. I gave my clothes to her. Whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Like, I know niggas who really struggle. So I would never sit there and say I struggled. Yeah. So what would you be? Would you think is it like the struggle for real? Like, yeah, nah, you're right, you're right. Cause I got family members where I grew up a lot different from how they grew up. You know what I mean? And like when I say that, I was like, I was very fortunate. You know what I mean? To to have both parents, to have a father who, you know, made a substantial amount of money to support our family and stuff like that. You know, yeah, I would I would say that. I would I would say any single mother out there that's you know, trying that's working to, you know, keep up a living, make you know what I mean, meet. for her family. Yeah, trying to make ends meet. That's exactly it. Like like someone that's out there trying to make ends meet. You know what I mean? Just like you said, that's trying to put together a meal, you know what I mean, at the end of the day, who's trying to put together school clothes. We we went to school with a lot of people like that who we wore uniform, but their parents was trying to put together the uniform for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? While we had fresh dickies and new white shirts and, you know, fresh winter coats and all of that, there was a lot of kids who didn't have winter coats. So I would say the struggle is if you're going without the essential things that you need to live a healthy lifestyle, you know what I mean? You are in the struggle. I love the word essential that you use because it's like, like, niggas always say, I had beans and weenies, beans and franks, or we had french fries and hot dogs. I still eat sausage and beans. That's still my shit. With a, with a piece of bread. Like, that and that should be, bomb. and that's just, <laughs> you, feel me? you feel me? So it's like, like, it's like, it's like, I can see if that's the only thing you had to eat. I had options. I could have had the beans and franks. Right. I could have had some fish sticks and fries. Right. You know what I Yo, four fish sticks with a piece of cheese on top and right. a, in the oven? Right. A change your soul. Shit, we was whipping up the fucking chicken patties back in the day with the with a piece of cheese and some hot sauce. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? mean? Cup like, of noodles. Like, just because you come from a place of struggle, like, where, where there's people struggling around you, don't mean you're struggling. Right. 
You know what I mean? That don't mean that you're struggling. Like, that mean, nigga, like, change your environment. You mean you're, you're, somebody else around you is doing something to show you yeah. that there's more? Yeah. Add to that. Yeah. Do something, you know, to keep yourself from going. You already see both sides of the fence. My mom showed me this. My friend showed me that. Right. There's two sides to the fence. So I know where I want to go. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, I've been in my... Yo, bro. I've been in some of my friends' houses. And when you cut the fucking kitchen light on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's roaches there. It's roaches scattering. And spiders. Spiders. And mice. Mice. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, you ever seen... What's that fucking movie? Bugs Life? Not Bugs Life. <laughs> What's the nigga who had the Joe's apartment? Joe's apartment. <laughs> Nasty shit like that, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just, like I stay away from TV shows. Like, I stay away from certain TV shows that be trying to show the struggle because it's usually a white person out there writing about the struggle and what they think the struggle is or going off of social media. And so I don't like to watch... Well, I mean, Respect Life was by a bunch of black dudes from the hood, but I don't like to watch that type of shit. I try to stay away from shit... That's going to make me think about where I'm from in a bad way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's what's going to keep you in the struggle. Yeah. Nah, nah, you're right. You're right. Because I, 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 I come from a similar place, one of the biggest neighborhoods here in Boston, like yours. And, and I didn't grow up struggling. You know what I mean? I don't claim to grow up struggling. I don't uh, do things that people in the struggle do to try to make money, which, which I mean, sell drugs. You know what I mean? Like, that was one of the main reasons why I never felt like I had to hustle or I really had to trap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was because, you know, like like you said, I saw a different way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, my, my parents told me, like, you better not get caught stealing. Like, you better come ask, you know what I mean, for whatever it is you want. You know what I mean? You don't need to sell drugs or, you know what I mean, rob people or anything. If you want something, we'll show you how to make the money so that you can buy it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it was it was like I would never step outside of, even as a young kid cuz I think it's easy to say that now as an adult as a as a 30 plus year old man it's easy to say, "Well, you know, I stay in my lane." But as a young kid when you're so impressionable, you're 8, 9, 10 years old and you're seeing these different things, you it is easy to go that way. But I think I don't know, it was just something in me. I guess I would just hear Sub, you know, subconsciously, I would hear my parents' voices in the back of my head saying, yo, you don't need to do that. You don't have to do that. And I never felt ashamed. You know what I mean? Like, I never felt less than. Like, like, we always been the cool niggas. Like, regardless, it's around street niggas, around drug dealers, around hustlers, niggas that trap. We always been the cool niggas, like, going to school, playing basketball, fucking with the girls and shit. Like, like the street niggas always wanted to hang around us because we always had the females around us. Well, we had something good going on that they not used to. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Them niggas was trying to come up to the colleges and try you know to party many, with us. You know how many niggas I had signed up to go to RCC because <laughs> they came to my school? And mm-hmm. visited me up there for a weekend. Niggas was at RCC, Bunker Hill, talking about I'm coming to your school next year. You know, niggas might have got locked up or whatever after that. But, you know, it was the thought that it was, it was the experience that they got. It was the feeling that they got. You know what I mean? And for them, too. Like, right. say if one of them niggas robbed somebody for a rollie, right. I'll buy a half price. Right. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? 
So it work out both ways, man. Like it just, I don't know, man. I yeah, nah, nah. Know I know, I know, I know what you mean. There's there's a lot of people out there, and you you know you know what we call it in politics. We call it poverty pimps, and that's what I just put on my social media about a week ago. Yo. And I want to talk about shoe pimps. Remember we took that train and it was talking about shoe pimps out here? <laughs> I do right, remember. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I'm just, I'm just piggybacking off, off of what you were saying. There's, there's a lot of people out there that's representing the struggle that's not really from the struggle. And then you got the other side of it where they're not just perpetuating that, but they're benefiting financially from that. Especially musically. There's a lot of Musically. dudes living, especially a lot of our rappers. They're not in the hood. They don't live nowhere near the hood. Yeah, they stop through the hood for that motivation. Yeah, but shit, musically, economically, shit, when it comes to family, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All that type of shit. Like, there's, there's, there's a lot of that going on, and we got a lot of people buying into that type of shit, you know what I mean, around this whole, yeah, poverty, you know what I mean? Like, people always say that ignorance is bliss. No, ignorance is poverty, my nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, shit, I, I never been with that type of shit. I like, never been with that. I never been with the vanity slave type shit. Niggas out here mm, buying shit that they don't fucking need mm, just to look good in front of other people. I've never been a vanity slave, bro. I've mm, never, like, I, like, I ain't even going to get into that. We'll get into that another. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. don't want to get into being a vanity slave, man. But, yeah, man. Stop saying you from the struggle and you not from the fucking struggle. Man. Yeah, we're going to start putting you niggas out. I, I brought up. I'm going to start how, calling uh, niggas bums. You niggas up. are bums. Hold up. Because you know, because I brought up old girl. I brought up old girl Amaretta mm-hmm. from Atlanta who got that song. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, let her bump. A lot of these <laughs> niggas out here acting like they really from it and they not from the town. That's how it be, though. You niggas is not really from the town like that, but y'all acting like y'all really from the struggle. We're going to start putting you niggas on blast. And niggas are mad dirty, too. You dig? Mad fucking dirty. So you niggas better highlight whoever you need to highlight, man, and get your motherfucking <laughs> G-Pass right. Because uh, it's, it's going to be a motherfucking hot summer, man. Sure and we're going to be outside like a motherfucker. We always outside. You know what I'm saying? So get y'all shit right, cause standing next to the real niggas, standing next to niggas like us, you gonna stand out like a sore thumb, my nigga, cause they could tell the real from the fake. And we're gonna have a good time this summer, man. I promise you. We got a lot of shit planned, man. So make sure y'all definitely check us out on Facebook. Make sure y'all check us out on Instagram at Gold Members Podcast. And make sure y'all stream us on all streaming platforms. Spotify, you can watch our videos on there. And Apple, you can listen to us. And soon you'll be able to definitely watch us on there. For sure, for sure. What's the word, bro, man? Yo. Did you see all these festivals that's opening back up out here? I did. I did. You sent me a couple. I sent you and, uh, a couple, they man. Look, they look pretty interesting. What you thinking about? You, I, I, I seen you tell me, man, we need to get down there and have some fun. Yeah, yo, a couple of those look lit. I think uh, Wiz Khalifa was headlining one of them, and then you sent me the Rolling Loud joint wanna, down in Miami, too, right? Nah, yeah. I, it was um, Dreamville. The Dreamville, oh, Dreamville Festival. Yeah. Okay. So the Dreamville Festival is April 2nd and uh, April 3rd. Um, it's in North Carolina, so I only brought that to you because my mother lived down here now. 
Oh, right, right, right. It Ooh. is. I did see that. You know what I mean? And um, the headliner, you know, obviously J. Cole, but he got Lil Baby. He got Kelani. He got Lil Wayne, Jeezy, T.I. He got Larry June, Wizkid, Wale, T-Ping. He got names on here. Moray, Ja Rule, and Ashanti, Fabio. He got Bia Boston's own on there. Like, okay, okay. Bass. Look, we might be able to get down there, you know what I mean? Ari Lennox. Like, we may be able to do some real things down there, What's man. What's the dates on that? April 2nd and April 3rd. Okay. So that's coming up in less than a month. Okay. I'm about, about ready to get off air. When we get off air, buy a ticket. Yeah, word. And head down there, man. But they got that going on. And then they got Rolling Loud, which I probably will never go to. I don't think I'll ever yeah. go to Rolling Loud. But the headliners was crazy. They got Ye the first day, Future the second day, and Kendrick the third day. Mm. And I don't know, Rolling Loud's making a lot of fucking money, my nigga, to be paying those three top headliners. Future, Ye, and then like underneath Ye is Playboy Cardi, Lil Dirk, Don Tolliver, 2 Chains, Lil Yachty, 3-6 Mafia, Sweetie, G Herbal, Fabio Foreign. Underneath Future, Lil Uzi Erk, Lil, <laughs> Lil Uzi Erk. Lil, Vu, Lil Uzi Verb, Kodak Black, Baby King, you know what I mean? Trippy Red, um, Gucci Man, Lil J. Like, it, it's mad fucking people performing in there. I don't know. That's probably why them tickets cost so much. Because they paying so many people, my nigga. Like, nah, nah. That's a, that's, a, that's a heavy lineup right there. But those is all heavy hitters. You know what was so crazy about it all? What's you that? don't need to have no mask, no vaccine requirement. No test requirement. No nothing that has to do with COVID to go to any of these things anymore. And they announced months ago that Coachella isn't testing for shit when they come. I was just in a dispensary and I walked in there, didn't realize that I didn't even have a mask on. And I'm standing there. It was packed in there too. And I'm standing in line and I realized I didn't have a mask on. Then I looked up. Nobody else had a mask on. Not the people working there. Not the people that was in line. I was like, oh, shit. I was in Stop and Shop with a mask on last night. Niggas was looking at me like we was in Atlanta. Man, we was in Atlanta mid-pandemic <laughs> with the mask on. Niggas was looking at us crazy. That's how they was looking at me in Stop and Shop last night. I'm like, nigga, I'm not going to rob y'all. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want nothing y'all got. Because I be wearing a black mask, so they think I'm on some type of Ninja Warrior type shit, man. But that shit's crazy, man, that that shit just all of a sudden is just over. Hey, it's, it's, it's going to be a good summer. I'm looking forward to it because I'm going all the way up this summer. You, you, like, you I'm hear, acting up. You hear your boy Joe Biden? What? Oh, he, he trying to get people back in get the back office? To work. No, he said, this is his exact words. Fill our downtowns back up. <laughs> <laughs> My man said, fill our downtowns back up. He need people in them offices. He need people paying rent in them buildings down there. No more remote work. Unless you a smart business, you'll stay remote. Other than that, they need people to be paying leases and... Yeah. You know, using up that use, office space, using office space, using the commuter rail, using the train services. They need people back outside generating money for the Commonwealth. Not for the Commonwealth, for the economy. And I just really do feel like that's all Joe really give a fuck about right now. And that's why all of a sudden the COVID switch has been cut off. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Yeah. I did see that where he's talking about, you know, trying to get people back in the office and all of that. I mean, you know what? But honestly, man, I, I was I was thinking about that because I kind of do see things unfolding and kind of going back to normal and all of that. Mm -hmm. And even with that, because when I saw that, I was like, 
like you should be like well on your way, like transitioning out of work. You know what I mean? Working for people and yeah. working in the that whole setting where you're sitting behind the desk and all of that. Like that whole thing is just like it just seems obsolete. It doesn't seem like sustainable. It don't. It doesn't. I don't. I don't think they're gonna get too many young people to kind of go back to that type of work work environment. Yeah, no, nah, I don't feel like they all need it. And I feel like it's your fault if you haven't been working on anything to get out of that. Because that's what it was setting you up for, for residual income and living on your own salary and creating your own lifestyle. That's what it was setting you up for, putting you in position and pressuring you to find a business to, to work or somebody to, to work for that you trust and that's going to pay you enough that you want to be paid. You know, just it, this is what it pushed you to do. And if you didn't figure out that in this these two years... You're probably going to be in trouble for the rest of your life because I don't feel like people are going to be able to live in the next five years if you don't have a business on the side of your job or just a business in general. Yeah, yo, or just like, yeah, some type of business, some type of venture, some type of entrepreneurial type, you know what I mean? Like Some type of second income other than you exchanging time for money. Yeah, because that's just not it. Like, yeah. it's just... That's just not it right now. Like, I, I don't even, again, I don't see too many people really going back to that style of a work environment. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? Like, I know I'm not. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm still taking new positions and different things like that. But it's just, there's just certain things. Like, like the way I dress. Like, this is a work outfit for me. Like, you know what I mean? I'm going into the office like this with my kicks on. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you've grown accustomed to being at home and you know that your job can be done from home. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 Why like, am don't I coming even. coming in here at eight in the morning, man. Yeah, don't even offer me the position if it's not like work remote, if I don't have that option to work from home. Like, don't even offer me the. Like, I don't even want it. Somebody offered me some type of work from home shit not too long ago, but it was like voiceover. Remember I was talking to you about voiceover shit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody asked me to do voiceovers from home. I'm, I'm, I probably ain't end up doing it. Yeah, no shit. I mean, yo, there's there's a million ways. If I think if we learned anything from this pandemic, there's a million ways to to make money, man. You just gotta go out there and get it, man. Hold on, hold on. One last thing about Biden, since you said there's a million ways to get it, did you think about him hiring that police chief officer for the PPP loans? Oh, you know what? I didn't see that, but they they are coming for their bread. For the PPP? Yeah, for the PPP, for the PPP, for the PUA. You think I'm going to be away? For the PUA, yeah, I all of that. PPP I mean, my, sure. stuff, my stuff just got cleared, you know, because, you know, some of the money, well, pretty much all the money that I got, you know, they, they wanted me to pay it back. I just had to verify my, my identity with them, and then it was, it was cleared. But, yeah, they was on my head for that PUA money because mm -hmm. I didn't get PPP money. Because PPP money, to, to be clear, that was for the for the businesses, businesses yeah. for the payroll. We could have got it because we've we been. Yeah, 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 because we're because we're business owners. But I didn't get I got PUA. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, but I did see that, though. I, I know I didn't see what you're talking about, but yeah, I saw I mean, that they were coming for the bread. I'm though. good, man. They ain't on my ass, man. They trying to get. Look, you know, I got to pay taxes. I don't get paid for tax. I got to pay right, them. Right. So. They done asked me for the fourteen hundred back for the for the stimulus. I said, "Nigga, why? Why y'all want fourteen hundred back from me for my stimulus that y'all gave me? I didn't ask for it." Right, right. They sent that shit to me. They talk about they want that back. I said, "Nah, nah. Listen here, man. Y'all, I'm gonna file this one right here. 
and y'all gonna do what y'all do with it. Well, shit, man, go get them niggas, man. I don't fuck with scammers, man. Scammers are thieves <laughs> to me. Scammers are fake pimps. Yeah, scammers are thieves to me, man. You niggas is thieving. Fake so, yeah, go get them niggas. Because I, I feel like you taking money out of my pocket. Like, that's a business grant that I could have got. You know what I could do with $10,000, $20,000? You niggas is fucking that off. Like, on, on some... Trying to get some ass or trying to get fly, fit. like on a bottle and a fit. Yeah, you pay all of that shit back. I ain't got a friend, man. I told the scam, man, if you ever get it, take care of my student loans. That's the type <laughs> of shit, right? There. If a scammer took care of my student loans, we millionaires. <laughs> we're millionaires. A scammer? If a scammer took care of my student loans, we're millionaires now because. Now I got credit to go ahead and do whatever the fuck I want in life. Right. You know what I mean? And I ain't know you took care of that for me, player. Right. <laughs> My eyes was closed. Shit, hey, Mick. But, bro, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. So I've been seeing this on, on social media. Make sure y'all check us out on all the top digital streaming platforms, too, man. New episodes every single Thursday. But, bro, I've been um on social media. Uh-huh. And the ladies uh, been coming at niggas that's, you know, in that 30 plus range. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically saying you don't got no business dating a woman in her 20s if you're 30 plus years old. So let me ask you, given your age right now, given the age that you're at right now, mm-hmm. what's the youngest age that you'll date a woman? I probably wouldn't go no lower than 25, 26. Younger than 25, 26? Yeah, I feel like 26, you know, the 26, 27, kind of like know what you want. They know what they want. Yeah. Or they're trying to figure out what they want. Mm. But when you're too young right now, I don't got the energy. So would you date someone that's 21, 22 years old? That depends because women do mature faster than men. Okay. I mean, so I'll give them that. Like, women mature way faster than men. So sometimes younger women just want an older guy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So they'll lie to you and tell you, like, nigga, I'm 29 and they were 21. Right, right, right. 31, 32 years old. They'll lie like that. You know what I mean? Because of the nigga that you are. But would I? It depends. Because I done been, I done seen, I done, I done. What does it depend on? Tell me what it depends on. No, because I done seen, if you got your shit, like, if you done, I don't know. 21's kind of, like, right now when I think about 21, it seems young. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've seen a 21. I got nieces older than 21. That's what I'm saying. I got my nephews older than 21. Like, I've seen a 21-year-old that that I'm like, nah, you can't be, you got to be 18. But then I've also seen 21-year-olds like, damn, you, you 35, 36. Right. You know what I mean? So like, it depends on like what you got going for yourself. What you got? If you, that that's your maturity level. Like, if you've been, I don't want to be the first nigga. I, that's what it is. I don't want to be the first older nigga you have ever dealt with. Mm, okay. So if you used to dealing with older niggas. So if she was like eighteen dealing with older niggas, she was like eighteen dealing with a twenty six year old, and then she got older, so she's now she's 21, 22, dealing with a thirty two year old. Then we could talk. Yeah, yeah. We could talk about something now. You know what I mean? Right, but right, right, right. Like if I'm your first older nigga, I'm good because that's a that's that's class. That's that's school. Like now yeah. you're reteaching like stuff that 
You know, you just being an old head now. Now you feel like grandpa, like you, right, right. You're the you're sugar daddy, did right. You schooling like, them, schooling them. Yeah, like I don't think that that's right for me at the at the current moment. But I feel like at 25, 26, like they're having fun still. Right. You know what I mean? And sometimes niggas at 31, 32, 30, they're having fun still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like a woman like 26, 27 years old, 28, or even in their 30s, they're just more mature and ready for more. Right. So I don't, I mean, I'm at a point in time in my life where I may be ready for more mm. too. So like, right. I ain't trying to play no games. Like, right, right. like this certain shit. Like I seen a funny ass meme not too long ago. Like, Damn, why y'all ain't telling me the old heads is like that? Like, I told this nigga I can't see him. This nigga ain't spoke to me in two months. Like, yeah, like, niggas, older niggas, they don't niggas, care Niggas no don't, niggas don't got time to play with niggas you. got no time. Niggas ain't got time to play no with time. you. It's either you on schedule or you're, or you're fired. Don't do not do it. Oh, we, yo, we got plans and then you cancel? Yeah. Uh, like, at our age that we are right now, like, I'm fine with you canceling. Yeah. But at the same time... I'm never asking you to go out yeah, yeah, yeah. ever again. Yeah, like, that might be it. That's a dud. Yeah, that and that's might be that, it. and that's the nicest way I can say it too. Like that's a dud. I don't want to do nothing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. For me, yeah, I'm about to say, how, how about you? Like, what's, what's the age for you? See, I don't know. See, <laughs> I'm no. not gonna say. I wanted to say something a little while ago because. We've had crazy times. <laughs> right. That's what I'm thinking about. That's that's exactly what I'm thinking about. And I'm talking like because let me tell you, yeah. because that 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 twenty-two to twenty-five age range. Yeah, twenty-three, they, twenty-five. They ball. They 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 play ball. They <laughs> they hoop it up. Who's the MVP <laughs> this year? <laughs> Who the MVP this year? Cause I ain't gonna lie to you, they ball. They ball. They play ball. And listen, they're 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 for the cars. They're for the shit. They are front. Yeah. They've 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 they're for the two AM, three AM, even four AM action. You know, and I'm not just I'm not I sound like I'm speaking from experience, but (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm this this is what I heard. This is what I heard. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I I'm not gonna say, you know, and I'm thirty plus. I'm 32 right now. Just to put my, I don't want to put my age, but fuck it. I'm 32. When I date a 22 year old, I can't say that I wouldn't. I can't say that I wouldn't. I see a lot of benefits. There's a lot of benefits that come with dating a 22 year old. You know what I mean? Or 23 or someone that's between the 22. I'm looking at like 22 to 25. You know what I mean? That's what I'm looking at. As far as like like the, the range, the range as far as like the youngest that I'll go. If I want to have fun, I'll go to that range. But if I'm like looking for something, twenty five, thirty, like that's the that, I'm talking See? dating, dating like something serious. Yeah, like something serious. It has to be between twenty five and my age. See, but I'll see, but I could look at a twenty two year old or a twenty three year old, and you know if she's not tainted. What I mean, like, you know, she hasn't, like, been through shit. You know, she may not even be a single mother. She probably hasn't had kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there's there's some positives 
that come with dating a younger woman rather than no, a woman that's definitely in your positive. age range. You know what I mean? She's not as she's still moldable. She's still shapeable. She's still coachable. You I know feel, what I mean? In a I sense, I feel like if you think about marriage, the wife is usually younger than the the, the husband. Right. My my mother is ten years younger than my father. Oh, see, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm looking at it like I'm trying to think about my parents. Age. Nah. And when and when 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 my mother met my father. My father was, he was already kind of established. He was already into his career. He already had his job and everything that he was doing, making his money. He already had kids, too. They they both had kids. That's a perfect example because, like you said, there's somebody that could come into play that's ready for what you can present. That might be younger. Right. That might be younger. Like like a 23, 24-year-old might come into play. And be ready to ball and ready to do everything that a 30, 31, 32-year-old is not ready to do. Not ready to do, absolutely. Or not want to ever do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Right. Because she's maybe she's already been through some things. Her life experiences has probably, you know what I'm saying, when she gets to that age of 29, 30, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, into that age range, she's probably already had some experiences that shaped her perspective that's, you know what I mean? That's maybe drawn boundaries that maybe a younger woman doesn't necessarily have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like a woman that's more older and experienced, she might be like, you know, you know, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna allow this to happen. I'm never gonna do this for another man. I'm never gonna commit See, so- to another man in this way. A younger woman hasn't been through that, so maybe she doesn't have that perspective yet. But also too, like the the the, the con to that, like if I was to be if I was to be dating like a younger woman, there's a lot of things we probably don't relate on. Absolutely, which uh, is the fucking worst. Which which could definitely be a deal breaker. It could like like yo, it could definitely who, be a deal breaker. Like you never saw a Friday. Yeah, see shit. Oh, you know, man. <laughs> you never yeah, saw the wash. Yeah, you know, like you never saw. You know, you never been. You never got a slice in a teeny from over here before, like yeah, I know. You know, like you never got a co- a patty, a steak and cheese on cocoa bread, like. And that 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 makes it hard. It makes it it makes it hard, but it could be fun. If it could if, be fun, if, if the willing. person is like open and, and willing to like you mm-hmm. know catch up on that, because I, I tell them all the time, like yo, this is history. Like this is this is your culture right here. If you never seen do the right thing. Like you're missing a part of your history, a part of your culture. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So, but they have to be open to receiving that type of stuff, and then it could be fun. And then we got to do the same too. We got to do the same too, even though we were, were we were born before them. Like there might be shit that they watched that we would probably like, nigga. That shit ain't. We ain't think about cutting that on like anime. I wouldn't think about cutting anime on, but I've watched anime before with somebody who loves anime. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm I'm hip to anime. My college roommates was on that shit heavy, but it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. Nah, nah, you're right. You're right. I've, I've been in those situations where it's definitely like that gap in age and you just, you know, when it comes to culture and arts and stuff I'll like that. I thinking like, is you too young? Yeah, I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> it's just, you just really show your age when you're not hip to certain shit. shit yeah. But even me, it's like, what's your excuse? Because I know about all the old school shit about the Temptations and the Platters and but that's the why OJs we and the Osley Brothers. And that's I know about why, all that shit. That's why our mothers 
our uncles, our cousins, our older people, they can you know invite I mean? us to their function. Yeah. Because we're not missing a step when we step in there. Yeah. We must step in the name of love. We're going to electric slide. We're going to do all that good shit. Because we ain't miss a beat. Like, it's about knowing your history and knowing the tradition. Like you said, like, some of these young people, they just don't know. They don't care to yeah. learn the history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. But but honestly, yo, for real, I'm looking for an older woman. I don't even really... I be looking... I need I need something that's about 40, 50 years old. That's what I be looking for. Oh, you looking, looking for, for Roar. I'm looking for, I'm looking for Cougar. You're looking for Roar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get... Well, Mike guess. <laughs> Yo, Mike Epps is a fool. You looking for Cougar. He said, young man, young man. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga said, you're in my guts, young man. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) That's what I'm looking for, that young man, young man. Hey, I'm looking for that one, that, for that that cougar. You're looking for that warm towel. Yeah, the, 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 that warm, the warm one. You know, tie, you lay down. <laughs> you laying down. I'm laying you down. Get the warm I towel. get the warm towel. <laughs> Not you go get it for her. She coming right. back. Will you in? Look, and she using it for me. I ain't even the one using it. Look, leftover beans and franks on the stove from her. Leftover. Baby. What from, you mean, rice and beans? Look, look, look. look. Arroz con pollo. Hey yo, oh that's where you trying to Arroz go. Con pollo. Oh, that's where you trying to go for it. You know I want one of them fifty. Come on, I you know you know the you know the forty and fifty year old grandmothers, them 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 Puerto Rican and Dominican <laughs> grandmothers, the ones that's forty and fifty in the grocery store with the sweatpants, with the wagon, with the culo. You know it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I'm trying. It's somebody's abuela. Somebody's abuela. Exactly. You trying to drop planting off? <laughs> exactly. You trying to drop planting off at your abuelas? That's what I want. I be I be right at them too, and I be throwing shots at them. I see them. I'm be quiet because I ain't trying to get myself in no with your abuela. I want. I want. I want one of those. <laughs> I want one of those. I'm trying to. I'm trying to aim high. I'm going up. You know what I'm saying? Because those those is really the ones. It really ain't about the younger women. See, y'all be and 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 you know what? And I always tell them this. This is why. This is why niggas like us is so dangerous. Cause I'm um, I'm old enough. No, no, no. How does it go? Young OG. Nah, you there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm old enough. To deal with your mama. To deal. No, I'm young enough to date you, but I'm old enough to date your moms too. Don't get it twisted. Don't let my douche what the smoke. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> y- y'all be messing around, and I'm at that age where Mom Dukes is looking at me when you walk me through the door. It's the reason why she's telling you, "Oh, I like him. You need to hold on to him," because she looking at him like you. Like, I catch that nigga in the grocery store. The grocery store. I might, you know what I mean. I catch that little young snapper walking to the bathroom at night. Yeah, catch him. <laughs> oh, you can stay tonight, Poppy. You can stay tonight. <laughs> exactly. Exactly what I'm on. Leftover. What I say? Arroz con pollo. Chicharron. You know what I mean with the gravy. <laughs> you dig? That's what I'm on. So it really ain't even about the younger chicks. 
The older chicks is where it's sad. The older women, nah, let me say yeah, that. We got to clarify that too, bro, because that was the question you asked. You asked what was the youngest you would date. Yeah. Not which you're dating now, which you like, or nothing like that. What's the youngest you would? Date? I would, That's I would, I would date. I would date a 22 year old. Okay, I would, I would date a 22. I think she got to be a cool quarter for me. She got to be a cool quarter for you. I would, a I would cool date a two quarter. I would, I would date a 22 year old. She would, she would just have to be like really on her shit, really mature. If you've been on Earth for a cool quarter, you've been through some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. See, but it's, it's already for me. It's already if you ain't been through nothing because. I can show you the way. See that's uh, and that's that's I think that's one of the positives. You know what I mean? Is to be able to assist someone like that so that they don't hit all the pitfalls. You know what I mean? Because whether me and you last or not, you're gonna be a better person after dealing with me. Regardless, you're gonna have learned some stuff. You're gonna progress in your life. You're definitely not gonna be the same person. You know, from when you met me, you're gonna be a better version of yourself. So. Yeah, I think that's a positive. That's a little positive that can come. I, I can help you, you know what I mean, escape some of the pitfalls that a lot of people our age hit. You know I don't what I'm saying? I'm 40, though. I'm 40. I'm, I, listen, that's my goal. I'm looking for no, some nah, nice 40. that's not a 40. goal of mine, though. You know why? It's a goal. It's a goal. Because you get yourself a 40-year-old, they not, where you going? I don't want to go nowhere. Okay. I ain't going nowhere. Okay. okay. I ain't going nowhere. Okay. She got a roscompollo. <laughs> I'm not going nowhere. These young chicks ain't doing that. Like, ask a young chick to cook for you nowadays. No. YouTube. Abuela got that on the stove. She got that chicharron. What, what is it? The chicharron. The chicharron. The chicharron. The cilantro from scratch. The sofrito from scratch. She got the sofrito from scratch. See, you know what I'm talking about. I'm being quiet. You know what I mean? Yellow rice. You know what I'm saying? And no, it's not burnt and stuck smelling, tasting all smoky. You know how the rice gets smoky when it gets burnt? You know how to make that? You know how to make that? What, what the yellow like rice? I'm how to make it. Yeah, see, but everybody can't do that. They usually burn the rice to the pot, and then the rice be tasting all burnt. Abuela's rice ain't burnt. Like, she been doing this. Ain't never been burnt. You know what I mean? I'm going to fuck around gaining 20 pounds fucking with Abuela. Man, I might, I might get taller. <laughs> Get you stronger back, nigga. <laughs> nigga, back be strong, nigga. You know what I'm saying? That's what I need, man. But uh, yo, let us let us let us know what y'all think. You know, are we bugging? You know, am I bugging for dating a 22? Nah, ladies too. I want to know, ladies, what's the age? Because ladies, youngest? hold on. So let's 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 talk because they not dating no younger niggas. I think they are. You think so? They'll let the young boy block at that. So like like so you think like a 29, 30, 31 year old woman is dating a 22 year old dude? Nah, I feel like you gotta be you gotta at least be 35 plus to be wanting a younger nigga. So so the woman has to be 35 plus to want like a 27 year old. Or like a 22 year old? A 27 year old. If you're yeah, 30 like plus, 20- you probably like a young nigga would be a 21, 22 year old to you. If you're 30 plus. Right, right, right. If you're 30, right. a young nigga would be probably 21, 22 years old. Right. And it's like, nigga, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, because cause, cause young chicks. But I don't think they'll go and look for that because it's like, you know, yeah, you're going back not, with exactly. the niggas that you dealt with, nigga, when you was growing up. They don't right. want that. Right. Like, it's different for a guy, for real, because they're not, they're not even, ex- no, they don't even know what they're experiencing, nigga, during that time. Right, you know what I mean. So it's gonna be a little different from girl, for, for guys and girls. Right, it wouldn't even that wouldn't even be fun for 
an older chick to be dating a young or, nigga like that. No, like, if you, you 30, but time. if you 50. Yeah, if you, you 50, you, you can 40, come holla at me. Or you 40 and you want to know somebody that just entered that 30 realm. Yeah. Ring your bell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm that guy. I'm him. <laughs> I'm him. I'm that guy for you. So yeah, let us let us know what y'all think about that, man. I'm 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 definitely interested to hear from the ladies. Of course, we know the ladies like older men because you know some of y'all probably got sponsors or sugar daddies or some shit like that, man. But uh, let us know what y'all think, man. Leave a comment, man. Check out our podcast page you can leave us a voice message you can leave a review you can leave a comment let us know what you think about this topic i'm interested to hear what y'all got to say about this one word what else we got i wanted to talk about picking sides buddy okay let's get into it i wanted to talk about all that shit that's going on out here right now in social media and i feel like it relates to you know nowadays too or even just our life in general like so recently over the weekend <laughs> Lil Durk and the baby got into it a little bit, you know, social media talking, you mm-hmm. know, so social media scuffle, mm-hmm. and um, you know, the baby just recently dropped a a joint collaboration album or mixtape with NBA YoungBoy, yeah, YoungBoy yep. who has problems with Lil Durk, but all over the tape, NBA YoungBoy's dissing Durk's people. You know what I mean? He's dissing mm-hmm. NBA, he's dissing Bond pretty much the whole time. Yeah. And the baby, you know, he came out and he said, you know, you niggas ain't going to let me know who I can make money with. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't picking no sides, nigga. This is this is just what it's going, what it, what it is, nigga. We did this mixtape in two days. We got 2.5 million, da, da 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 But when he did post, he said that your big homie, he, he was talking to him on the, the Dirk's, you know, side partners. Yeah. And he said, your big homie's in my DM waving the white flag. Mm-hmm. That's where I feel like the baby's trying to take on some time, some kind of, you know, he's taking on young boy's beef instead of, you know, not picking sides. Mm. You know what I mean? Instead of staying neutral, like, ah, right, you dropped the album where niggas talking, talking, boom, boom, boom. You knew there was going to be backlash from that. All right, fine. Right. But for you to come out and then you to do a caption and then you let everybody know, you know, this is what it is. Like, you know, nigga. What he say, bro? I gotta, I gotta read it. I just pulled it up. He said, "I, I play cool with y'all niggas. Want to make it about y'all partner, and I don't speak on the deck because I ain't on that for real, for real. Every day I wake up to teach me a nigga like you. Talking to the nigga Nemo Six Hundred. Oh. Then he said, "So long live, so long live him, King Vaughn. Got my respect. He stood on business. No excuses." It was just another nigga there ready to stand on business, too. Mm. That's where you, like, you don't got to say that part. You don't got to say that, especially if you're not picking sides and you claim you're not picking sides. But I do feel like he's picking sides because if you look at the way this shit goes down nowadays, Lil Durk and them side, they're, like, on the drizzy side. They're, like, on the side that's really in the game. Like, they're going to have longevity in the game. Yeah. The baby, I mean, I do feel like NBA Youngboy have longevity because of his body of work. He did a lot of work, but I don't feel like his rhymes will last forever. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, they're, like, on the irrelevant kind of, like, side that, that can be hashed out at any given time. Right. You know what I mean? And I feel like he did pick sides by saying what he said in that. Like, what do you think about picking sides? Like, do, could you be neutral in a situation like that? 
Because I do like the fact that he came out and he let niggas know, like, that because a lot of rappers are scared to do what he did. They yeah. won't pick a side. Like, nigga, like, I'm neutral. This is who I'm getting money with right now. All that other shit ain't got nothing to do with me. Nobody else wants to do that. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I feel you. I feel you. And I, I've been seeing, you know, since this whole thing with, like, King Vaughn and um, Quando Rondo, since this whole thing popped off, I've been seeing a lot of people talking about picking sides. You know what I mean? 21 Savage was someone who had this very conversation talking about picking sides. And he picked a side. Um, you know, I think I think the baby's handling the situation pretty good. I think he's he's making that statement, you know what I mean? But he's also kind of letting it be known, like, nigga, I'm doing this by choice, not by force. You know what I'm saying? Like, you niggas ain't gonna force me to pick a side, you know what I mean? Or to not associate myself or even more get money with somebody just because you got an issue with that person. You know what I mean? And especially when he don't have no allegiance to, to Dirk and them. He's not from Chicago. He's from a whole other part of the country, a whole other region. So I see it. You know what I mean? I, I see him, like, standing on his square, really. You know what I mean? And then, of course, the nigga ain't no chump. I don't know when niggas is going to realize that. That I don't know how many times he got to prove himself, how many niggas he got to beat up on camera, how many niggas he got to. Do this, that, and the third two for niggas to understand that niggas not no chump. Yeah, but him trying to prove himself too much could lead to something bad. Like he, I feel like he proving himself way too many times. Like you done proved it. Like you got to smack. You done beat a couple of niggas up in the mall. You got to, you got to beat up in the bowling alley. Like let's just cool it, bro. But 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 for real, for real, why would Dirk and them even want someone to or even expect someone to pick a side that's not? I don't think they, they expected him to pick a side. I think it's just the fact that he came out and said, your white, your, your man's waving the white flag in my DM. Well, yeah. Well, I see I see why he said like, that. Nah, like, go ahead. Y'all niggas make music together. Yeah. But he but he did say, he did say like, maybe maybe y'all not on the same page. Because they not. I mean? they as not. part of y'all team. Because he was on if, you got, if, you got, if you got some niggas talking crazy to you, and then you got someone else in your DM sending a whole nother message, as he said, waving the white flag, saying, nah, it's all peaceful. Then maybe y'all not on the same page and y'all maybe y'all should have an internal discussion to figure out where y'all stand on a certain issue. Because are you niggas mad at him for doing a collaboration album or you not? Nah, you 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 was spot on with that be about them niggas not being on the same page because the nigga that the baby responded to. Right. Him and Dirk ain't even getting along right now. So that's why I was like, why you responded to that nigga? And then when he responded, it was just literally what he said. Like, nigga, he brought Vaughn's name up, and then he said what he said about the, he's throwing white flags in my DM. Like, nigga, you're yeah. surrendering. Yeah. That's I why mean, Dirk's like, nigga, man, what? I mean, nigga, is I ain't what surrendering it is. in nobody's DM, but you're also talking to a nigga that I ain't rocking with. Right. I mean, I think I think just picking sides in general is just corny. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm glad you said that. Whether it's whether it's like even if the niggas are from your side, mm -hmm. like I think that's corny. You know what I mean? Like picking sides, especially if you don't got no real stake in the game, or even expect. Let me say this, or even like looking at people to like pick sides. Like, oh my nigga, like you wanna. You know what I'm saying? If especially if it's not like your family and someone's going directly against the grain, then it's like I would never really expect no one to pick a side. Not none of my homies. 
Yeah, no, especially not. And, and I feel like we've been through that in life in general. Yeah, in real life. In real yeah, that, life. that's what I'm thinking about. I'm trying not to yeah, yeah, no, go no, no, too no. much I, into detail, but we've been through this situation what, yo, that, in real that, life. That's how the conversation even sprung up. You feel me? Like, we've been through this to a point where me and you ain't never picked no type of side. Right. What we got going on is what we got going on. Right. We ain't pick no side. We ain't pick no hood. And we had some serious shit. Serious shit. And we got to go to school together. Right. We got to play ball together. Right. We got to see each other every single day. We seen each other every single day, damn near our entire life from school. Right. You know what I mean? So we've been through it, and it was like, nigga, we, nigga, 10 toes down with who we are. Right. Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. Even if it's my side. Like, niggas from my side can't even make me pick a side. That's what I'm, yeah. You feel what I'm That's saying? That's when you know shit's real and you know right. what you got. Right. And niggas ain't on no type of funny time. That's how you know you can go very far. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, nobody would be able to say, yo, this is what it is. This is my side. This is, you know what I mean? Pick a side. All right. If you niggas want to exclude me from your side, then that's cool. That's cool. But you're not going to. Put me in a position where I have to pick a side. Like, that's just not... Whatsoever, because what the fuck do you own over there? Right. That and, was and not, what do I, I get benefit? What do I get out of... Especially if me and you's not collaborating. Like, if me and these people that's, you know, giving me this ultimatum. If me and you's not collaborating, we not making no money. But I'm making money or I'm progressing from this situation. Nah, you you, you just going to have to be mad at me, my nigga. Word up, especially when it ain't nothing that serious. Like yeah, it ain't I ain't got no, yeah. like there's no killing in between there with the baby and the, the and little Dirk. Like there's no none of that shit going on for them two to have a problem with another one another. Right. Them right. two specifically. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. Just that pick a whole pick and side shit, man. Like just stay firm on who you are, be genuine. Don't switch up, man. And you can get further that way, nigga. Like people gonna stand firm with you because all that shit gonna wash over. Right. So let me ask you, do you, do you think someone like Meek Mill who, because I, I say Meek Mill because he has a good relationship with someone like Lil Dirk, do you think he would do a song with the baby? If, I don't know what type of, because I'm trying to think about what type of answer should I give you. Like, cause I don't think Meek would do a song with the baby, period. Mm. You know what I mean? I just okay. don't think them two on the track would be good. I don't think that's a good mix. Yeah. But no, nah, I don't I don't think Meek right now. No, Meek's not doing the track with the baby. I only said that because the baby's smoking hot right now. Like everything he touched turned to fire. If someone like Meek could use a feature from him to kind of think he's more fiery than Meek? I mean the, the baby? baby? Yeah. Right now? I mean he I mean he kind of cooled down a little bit. I think he was at a point in time, but right now I kind of feel like he cooled down with yeah, all that. Yeah, I mean, but if he cooled down then Meek is fucking ice fucking cold. He's ice cold. You know what I mean? So yeah, he's I think he's definitely bigger than Meek right now. I mean, the baby's up there top 3, top 5 right now was as far as males, male hip hop artists, mm-hmm. I would say so. Yeah, I mean there's, there's, I think there's very few people that, that could actually afford to turn down a feature from the baby. Yeah, I like, mean, I like, don't, I, I, I just feel like he, he's, he's running, he's running out of uh, 
creative juices. Uh, like 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 his sound. Yeah, his sounds running yeah. out. Like I feel but like that's he, why that's that's why I think he did that that album with NBA YoungBoy. Because NBA YoungBoy to, to like incorporate a different sound. That and I do feel like I I do remember him saying he don't want to rap that long. He only got a couple more years in the game, but. The way he came out and the way he took off and the way he did what he did, I do feel as though he only got like two, three more years rapping. So, so, so you agree with uh, homies, man, the, the dude Mimo six hundred, where he said because his his statement was that the baby thought that NBA Young Boy was going to save his career by doing that collab. So, so you agree with that? I don't think it, that, that that's the word that he fucked up with. Save his career, like he did say that though. That's what I'm saying. Say? But yeah, he did say that. But okay. I don't think he was saving the baby's career, or the baby was trying to get his career saved. Right. The baby was going to be fine without that album or not. To right. me, right. But I do feel like he did it for more looks, more yeah. eyes, you know, more, yeah. you know, something else. Because he dropped so many albums by himself. He got to do something with somebody else eventually. Yeah. yeah. Everything that he dropped don't even really be having features. So. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I do feel like he did it as for like a fresh sound. Because, mm-hmm. again, NBA Youngboy's from New Orleans. He got that real New Orleans sound. And they're both YouTube niggas. That's yeah, what I, like, like good videos. They do great on YouTube. Like, they'll drop songs on YouTube that'll never come out on DSPs. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they'll never come out on DSPs, but yeah, it'll be on YouTube because they're great YouTube artists. Like, they make a lot of money on their tube, so. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that's one of the things that made them collaborate more so. And I do think those songs was done a long time ago. They just got the clearance to drop them now. Yeah. I don't think that was like, oh, let's make this shit right quick. You know what I mean? That shit might have been done before Vaughn got killed. What, this the shit with him and NBA Youngboy? Yeah, like I, I seen them working on shit a long time ago. And well, I just I just actually saw of uh he just did an interview on Hot Ninety Seven, which was a, a really good interview. And he was talking about how they just recently did that. Oh, okay. Um and basically how he, he went and rented a house out there wherever I think uh NBA Youngboy's in like Wisconsin or Utah. Utah, some shit, and he said he went out there. He rented a house like a mile, like an hour away from where NBA YoungBoy was at, and that's how they was recording the songs. And their camera crews were just go, traveling back, back and, and forth, forth between their houses and shooting the videos and stuff like that. Yeah, because I already know that he can't have felons around him or anybody with type. Yeah, of I, yeah, he can't even really have visitors from from what the baby was saying. Mm-hmm. He was saying like you got to be on his list, his visitors list, and all that type of stuff. So. Or working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interested, man. Interested. But I, I only see drama coming out of this. So, you know, hopefully nothing negative and, and no beef, no real beef actually stirs up from this whole thing. But we'll continue to follow the story, see where it goes. Nah, definitely. I do think somebody's going to get stunk, but. Yeah, I hope not. I hope not. Tell them where to get us on social media, bro. Man, make sure y'all check us out, man. Instagram, man, at Gold Members Podcast on Instagram. Also on Facebook, man. We got a lot of content on there, man. We adding everybody all the time in our Facebook group, man. And make sure you follow me and bro on Instagram. Herb at Dot Reed. Yeah, yeah. On Instagram the gram, at Herb. And Twitter, right? It's the same. Yup, Herb Reed on Twitter. Both on, well. you know what I mean? And me, man, on Twitter and Instagram at Gold Members Only. Like, at go members yeah you know it i think i think we got time for one more topic um i wanted to get into your man dave Chappelle. yo you know what's so crazy what's your man i don't even really rock with <laughs> dave Chappelle. No, i only like i like his th- comedy shit i like his amazing shit i like half baked i love half baked you know what i mean but there's definitely something about him that gives me hick vibes 
Oh, see, okay. So it's funny that you actually say that. He gives um, me like a hick vibe, like he comes from the suburbs and he's a smart ass black nigga from the suburbs with a lot to say. So Dave Chappelle is actually from Ohio. He's from uh Yellow Springs Village in in Ohio. Apparently it's a town of about three thousand people. About about thirty five hundred people live in the whole town, and I guess this is where he lived and he grew up. But a, a story recently came out um, about this affordable housing development that's going up in his hometown of Yellow Springs, Ohio, and Dave Chappelle pulls up to the fucking uh, to the city council hearing. They're having a city council hearing where the developers are proposing this affordable housing building in this small city in Ohio. Dave Chappelle comes to the city council hearing, which is a public hearing that's open to the community. He steps up to the microphone to give his testimony. And he basically says, if y'all approve this development for affordable housing, then I'm going to take away all my investment from this city and apparently he has over 65 million dollars invested into yellow springs ohio the small town of 3,000 people and he says i'm going to take my entire 65 million dollar investment off of the table um and so i i wanted to play the clip because it stirred up this whole thing around you know dave Chappelle, and and lately dave Chappelle has has been in the public eye for like all negative stuff from the stuff with netflix and the lgbtq community um but then this whole thing came around and basically like the way it looks is like he's trying to put a stop to affordable housing in the city um and so i kind of i want i want to play the clip so bro what do what do you think about that at when you first hear that that Dave Chappelle, you know, is putting a stop to this affordable housing building. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? I start to think about some of the shit he's receiving backlash for and all the black people that's trying to, you know, fight for his his rights to speak mm -hmm. on what he speak on, you know what I mean? And it's a lot of black people that be sticking their neck out there, but there's a lot of black people that need affordable housing. And I'm sure it's a lot of black people that's affected by him not wanting to do this affordable housing thing in his own hometown as a black man. And then you say that they that he told them that he'll take his money off the table right now and walked out. Yeah. So I wanna I wanna play the clip because I actually have the clip queued up. Um, it's a it's a short clip, um, but yeah, that was that was it. So he he showed up to the hearing. And basically, and he wasn't, he wasn't bullshitting. <laughs> and wait till you hear it. It just seems so Trumpish, like so whitish. And I just see him hanging with, like, I just feel like he's using his people right now for whatever the case may be, whether to for Netflix not to cancel him, to hang with Kanye. Like, all of that shit starting to tie in and have something to do for me. Like, I feel like all that shit's starting to play effect in something. Yeah. Well, check out, check out the clip. Here's the clip right here, because I want you to be able to. Hear it for yourself, because uh, he wasn't bullshitting, but here we go. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. 
Hi, I'm Big Spell. <laughs> I just want to say, and Marianne, I could talk to you about this privately. Um, I don't know why the village council would be afraid of litigation from a $24 million a year company while they it's out a $65 million a year company. I cannot believe you would make me audition for you. You look like clowns. I am not bluffing. I will take it all off the table. That's all. Thank you. All right, so. Um, <laughs> but did you see the people like happy too though? Like clapping, but another thing I took from that, motherfuckers are like taking them as a joke. <laughs> yeah. They're like laughing and shit. Like I'm Dave Chappelle. Like da -da -da -da. then they're like, uh -huh, like laughing. Then when he walked away, they are clapping. Like they're happy. They don't want affordable housing for no. So what y'all want more poverty? Y'all want more poor people or do y'all want more? functioning well people that can eventually get it together or birth somebody that's going to get it together for the family like right you know what i mean that's what i that's what i get from it. it's like he didn't he don't see the potential in people who are in need of those type of you know affordable housing situations like grants whatever the case may be like i don't understand where he's trying to take his money off the table for he's still gonna make a pretty dollar if right. you don't like that, like go and invest in another joint that's gone that that's not affordable housing. Right. Do it both. I know you got enough money, nigga. Split your money in half. Why you want to take it all off the table? Right. I think um and I, I think part of his sixty five million that that's this this investment that he's talking about into the city. And I, as as you can see, is is village of Yellow Springs. So I guess he has $65 million that he's supposedly going to invest in the city. And I think he's supposed to be building um, a new comedy club. And then I think maybe like a concert venue or he's something like that. But he, he's, he's definitely doing a comedy club and then another large development in the city. So when he's talking about that $65 million, he's he's basically saying to them, he's like, are you all afraid of being sued by some people that are developing a $24 million project? And I got $65 million tied up almost three times the amount of what these people are. So he's like, you better shut them down or you're going to lose my investment. That's three times the size of this one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he's really like playing the money card with it. Yeah, He's putting pressure on them. He's putting pressure on them. And then, like, the people in there looking like, is he fucking serious or not? But he mm. walked away. Like, the way he clutched his fucking scully when he walked away, I knew he was serious. That sounded like that. He looked like a fucking black man that lost his he wallet. Said, he said, I'm not bluffing. Yeah. He said, I'll take it all off the table. And I, I feel like he <laughs> had to say, I'm not bluffing, because people was laughing. Mm. They could hear it. Like, he, he could hear people laughing. And then they clapped like it was the end of his fucking show or something like nigga like what so so let me let me let me read this to to give you a little bit of context on the city that it's actually in and i'm i, I want to kind of dig into this a little bit because i i think it's used as a as a good like learning tool because this is something that's happening in every major city across the country where new development is coming into these urban cities into these you know local communities 
And we're faced with, you know, different challenges like this where you are just a community member going up against a million dollar uh, real estate development. A lot of times you do got elected officials or other people that's in power that's pushing them buttons to either silence your voice or to remove the community from the process. And so I think that this is a good way to kind of dig into this because, again, this is this is happening everywhere. It's happening right here where we're from. And Roxbury, Dorchester, it's, it's been going on, but it's happening even faster now. So let me, let me read this to kind of give you a little bit of background on Yellow Springs, Ohio. It says, um, in 2017, the village with a population of 3,697 commissioned a 400-page housing needs assessment that concluded that many housing choices in the village were not affordable which left local employers and the community itself at a competitive disadvantage. Surveyor respondents overwhelmingly said housing in Yellow Springs was a problem because it was too expensive. Yellow Springs was a hard place for seniors to downsize and stay in the community, and its school had space for more students. So this sounds like like a place where like the housing is too expensive, um, the, the, the employers can't get people to fill the jobs because people can't afford to live in the city. And then on top of that, the schools have space for more students because no families are living there and sending their kids to the schools. So in other words, there's no way to help. Like, like, like nobody can live there. Right. Unless because you got a lot of money. Is he trying to like create a certain kind of community there? I don't know. I mean, well, we, he, his, his, his investments wasn't dealing with housing. Okay. It was dealing with like a concert venue and a comedy club. Okay. okay. So so his his sixty five million wasn't even geared towards housing. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? That changes some stuff. There's just this development that's coming into the city or that's trying to come into the city, and they're trying to put housing, you know, affordable housing. And from what I understand, it was going to be it was it was going to be some of the apartments, but they were also going to do townhouses that were affordable as well. So is affordable housing market rent? No. That's a good question. That's what I'm saying, because, like, market rent could be affordable in some places. Well, yes. But, like it, again, but that, that, that differentiates depending on what city, what community. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because prices in Mattapan differ a lot from prices in the South End, yet they're in the same city. Yeah. You feel me? For sure, yeah. So, yeah, so affordable, afford, and then, see, uh, uh, I'm glad we're talking about this because they haven't, one of the big issues in, in the city of Boston when it comes to housing has been defining affordability. What does affordability mean? Because mm. right? our fucking, like, yeah. Right, yeah. Because, because, because just like you said, affordability in Fenway is a lot different from affordability in Dorchester. Nigga, affordability in Houston. In Houston is a, is a lot, lot different, different than, than affordability, affordability here. here. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely. Like, affordability, like, what they consider to be affordability here is luxury in Houston. But that's also when we just got to get smarter and recognize that a mortgage is less than rent. Right. Absolutely. A mortgage is less than rent. I'd rather pay a mortgage on something than rent. Absolutely. And I just think that that's built in our head that, 
You know what I mean? Like, oh, this really wouldn't even be a problem for some of these folks out there if we was thinking that way. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, I kind of see where Chappelle's coming from because he's trying to bring more of a, 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 a balance to the economy in terms of bringing in money from, you know, the concert venues. And, right. you know, that's going to bring a lot more money in than somebody paying rent. But I'm not sure if it's going to bring in a lot more over time. Right. You know what I mean? Like over 20 years, people paying rent every month is more than somebody paying, say, if you had a Las Vegas fucking, what's that, the show they be doing out there? The Las Vegas stand-up shit where they be giving people like a certain segment. If you had one of those in Houston with me, in Ohio where he's at, yeah, I don't think like that will still even match up to what people are paying monthly for rent. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I do think he needs to, you know, look at the economy and how it's like, who's going to come to those shows? If people can't live there, who's coming? Right. If people can't work there, who's coming? If people can't go to school there, who's coming to these events that you're trying to potentially bring about in the future? That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Now, I I totally understand what you're saying. Like, like you have to create a balance. And, again, I I think that's one of the things that, that we're seeing with these different affordable housing developments that's going up in the city and a lot of a lot of what they're doing is they're doing mixed income. Now I don't know if they're doing this in Ohio, but they're doing this here in Boston because mm-hmm. Boston's one of the leaders of this whole affordable housing movement across the country. Like everybody's copying our policy and what we're doing here. And and one of the things that I'm seeing here are these mixed income developments, right? So first of all, let's just put this out there. In the city of Boston, every single large development, they have to give 13, they have to consider 13% of their housing affordable. Mm-hmm. So it has to actually go into, the, go into the lottery. So a lot of times you might have like, you know, families and stuff that are living in the seaport. They was afforded one of those affordable units through a lottery because 13% mm-hmm. have to go towards affordable housing. There's yeah. a lot of discrepancies around that. Because people feel like that 13% should be higher. It should be 25 30%. Mm-hmm. But now you're starting to see that. You're starting to see these mixed income developments where it is market rate, middle, uh, 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 yeah, market rate income, middle class income, and then low class income. I would call it affordable, right? Or, or affordable at that point once, once you start getting into low and. The, the, the idea is even for the developers, right? Because developers are looking at it saying, all right, we're putting all these millions of dollars into building this building. We have to make our money back. So the, the idea with the mixed income developments is that they all supplement each other. Mm-hmm. So, so what, what, what the low income or the affordable units aren't paying, the market rate uh, units are supplementing that and making up for that. And a lot of the time... Those affordable people down at the bottom right. are paid by the government. By the government. Section A. Section A. Whatever. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? so, so it's so guaranteed. It's guaranteed money. money. Yeah. They, that, they, somebody might have to pay that $200 difference, but the rest is already there guaranteed. Right. The $20 difference that, you know, that people pay for Section 8 or whatever. Right. Affordable right. housing and if, and if, program. And if, and if they're only paying 1800 for that apartment... And that apartment is really twenty two hundred. Then again, you got the market rate apartments that supplement in that cost mm-hmm. that forced you to uh, place your unit under market rate value. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I, I just want to touch on this last point because I think this might change a little bit of your perspective, you know, on Dave Chappelle's stance. And again, I think this is why it's good that we kind of dig into these topics and really use them as a tool to really understand what's going on. So Dave Chappelle actually had this to say, um, you know, about about this whole thing. Um, hold on, let me just find the right part in this article. Um Oh, it says, um, he, Dave Chappelle said, the average age in the village is 49 years old. Without its schools, the city will not live beyond the retirees who decided to settle there. He said, these changes are inevitable, but we do have a decision about what they are or could be. Let us use more of a visionary eye instead of a reactionary one. Because the potential of this place is immense. And Obera is not the only solution. Obera is the name of the development company that was, that was proposing to build this building. Um, so basically what he was saying is, he was saying that he's not opposed to the changes. He was saying that the changes are inevitable. The land is going to be developed. He's saying, but we have a decision as to who redevelops it and how they redevelop it. And I think that this is such a good teaching tool because a lot of times, and let me just say this, Dave Chappelle was totally right going to that city council hearing and saying exactly what he said in the way that he said it. That right? was the start because we don't, we don't do that now. We, we don't, don't do that go now. to the meetings at all. So that's exactly where I was going with this, right? He did something that was very pivotal. And although he can't believe that he had to do it, he said, I can't believe you're making me come here and audition for you. He was basically saying, I can't believe you're making me come to this community meeting to actually oppose this. Especially when I got this investment. Especially when I got $65 million invested into this city. But I can appreciate what he did. And I'm, I'm, I'm a little thrown off that people aren't looking deeper into what he did because that's what we all should be doing. We should all be going to these community meetings because that's that's where you have to catch it. You have to, you have to catch it when they're in the proposal stage before the project gets approved. Because once the project gets approved, they start putting shovels in the ground and then it's too late all the de- all the decisions have been made so he did the right thing by showing up to that city council hearing and putting a stop to it during the approval process so i just wanted to say that yeah especially right now with us always like a lot of us now we're, we're coming of age to where we're mad about the shit that's happening around our city right you know what i mean because we're drivers now you know what i mean we got we're trying to get two and few to and from our commute you know what i mean right. so it's like we got bike lanes and we got a we got a bus lane that turns for the bus only. We got, a, we got, you know, that there's certain shit that we needed to be in those meetings and doing what Chappelle did. Right. To stop some of the shit that's going on. Like there's about to be meters on Blue Hill Ave. We talked about on a certain, we need to be in those meetings and doing what Chappelle just did. Yep. Even though we're, gonna, we're mad and it's tedious that we had to come in there and do it, but it's something important that's going to keep money in our pockets and not put money in theirs that we're not getting back. Nah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and one of the main groups, you know, a lot of these groups, I, a lot of these neighborhood associations I, I, I talk to, and the, the main one on it, and let me tell you, it's all seniors and elders that show up to these meetings, and that's actually on the front line of this fight around development and gentrification, displacement, all these different things. And um, one of the groups is the Greater Mattapan Neighborhood Council, 
and they monitor all of the development that happens up and down the blue, uh, up and down Blue Hill Live. And this is a neighborhood association of older women, of elderly women. They don't get paid to do this or nothing, but they're being so outpaced because they don't have enough resources to keep track of all the development that's happening up and down Blue Hill, Blue Hill Ave, up and through Roxbury and Dorchester. And so you're right. Like, we have to do more. We have to be, you know, on the front lines of these conversations or else we're just going to get bypassed. And we miss so many things that's happening within this process. So uh, I think a good way to conclude this whole thing is Dave Chappelle's not against affordable housing. It seems like he's against the developers and their plans that they're that they're uh, masking with the term affordable housing. And I read more of that in the article, and maybe we'll we'll put the link with our show description and our show notes with the article. But if you read the article, he's actually doing more talking about the actual development team and some of the shady things that they're doing in their plan and around affordability, like defining affordability. What is that going to mean? Because it, it's he's right. It's it's not enough to just be happy with a developer saying we're doing affordable housing. What does that mean? You know what I mean? What are those housing units for? I can say right now that one of the things that we look at in Boston when it comes to affordable housing is the actual size of the apartments, the size of the units. If someone is coming into your community and they're building a building and it's mostly studios or one bedrooms or two bedrooms, fair to say, that development is not for you. That's the that's going to gentrify you. But a building that has two bedrooms, three bedrooms, four bedrooms, then those types of units are more sustainable for the people in our community because we have families. We have mothers who have children. We have fathers and families that have children. So just little signs like that could really, and, and they'll mask it. With affordable housing, they'll say our studios, our one bedrooms are affordable. That's not for you because that doesn't fit the demographic of our community and our family. So, you know, just little things to look at like that can be very interesting and very telling about stuff like this. So, you know, I thought that that would be good, you know what I mean, as a, as a good way to kind of illustrate some of the other things that's happening, you know, again, in many communities, in black communities all around the country. So... Be on the lookout for that. Nah, for real. And make sure y'all start getting out to these community meetings because you can see the impact that it got on us and our city and the future of our city and our kids, whatever y'all want to call it, your nieces, your nephews, they all going to be affected. So make sure y'all check in on these city meetings, man, and city council meetings. And just be at, what is it, town hall? I don't care if you out outside of Boston, man. Go to your town hall meetings and shit and see what's going on. Yeah, yeah, the local uh, 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 project review committees, your local government, your local city councilors, you know, all that stuff, man. Be on top of that. So, yeah, man, check us out on, on, on all the top digital streaming platforms. We drop a new episodes every single Thursday, man. Um, this is going to be another good one. Episode 27, season number two. Uh, you know, this we're going to be coming up on season number three real soon, man. Real and soon. we're growing real fast, so... Keep supporting, man. Keep following us, man. And check out the feng shui. Check out the feng shui. Can we just sit here and just cool out? You know what I mean? Real comfy-like. I know you see us. 
You know what I mean? We're gonna invite some of y'all right here on this couch. Hopefully man, to come next chop week, it up man. With us. We're looking for some ladies to come on this month too, man. So if y'all do want to come through, leave a voice message, leave a comment, man, somewhere on our Instagram at Gold Members Podcast, or hit us up on Facebook, man. Leave us a message there. You can even hit me on Instagram, man, at Gold Members Podcast, or at regular at Gold Members, or on Twitter at Gold Members. Yeah, hit me up on social media, man, at Herbreed. That's H E R B R E A D. You know what I mean? A one half of the Gold Members podcast. I'm going back to my old name, man. The HBK Heartbreak Kid, Herb Reed. You already know what it is, man. We back. Gold Members podcast. We out.